Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Your healthy radio addiction starts now. and let's get this show on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, don't want to fuck with. Your mouth all glued up with Connie juice. I asked you a question. Oh my God, this girl's really turning me on. Suck me sideways. Are you going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie? Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. By none other than Fat Daddy Rabbit over at Fat Daddy uh, Productions. As everyone knows, Fat Daddy has, uh, you know, a bunch of fucking kick-ass Facebook groups, biker-related, and the minimum he has over there is like 40,000, 50,000 subscribers, and he's one of the good ones known on Facebook, good old-school stuff. And if you're like me, you love talking with the old school graybeards, man, and uh, Fab Daddy Rabbit's one of them. How you doing, Fab Daddy? Man, I'm hanging in there, brother. Good talking to you again. Oh, man, yesterday was awesome talk, man. It reminded me of uh, the good old days, man, straight up talk and uh, something that's lacking nowadays. I'll tell you, I don't know what we're going to do with this, uh, with the new age, man. This, this is a dying, it's a dying thing. It's sad to say it, sad to see it, but you know, what are you going to do? Everybody's money hungry. Everybody wants to make a dollar. Well, hell, back in the old days, you used to go out in the damn field, that four or five thousand of you before the day was out. Everybody had a good time, and they spent a few dollars, bought a couple of cases of beer, and had a good time. Now, you got to have thousands of dollars to go to a bike rally. It ain't like it used to be. Well, yeah, we were talking about that yesterday, and the national rally scene really sucks now. But I've always been into, you know, the old weekend hill climbs and uh, flat track racing and uh, partying your ass off, waking up drunk in the morning. I don't think a lot yes, of these sir. people know what that is anymore. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a good old days right there when you can do that. The problem now is... Uh, and man, I'll tell you, I, 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 I did drugs and drank all my life. I was in prison half my life for doing some stupid sh- shit and fucking up. And, you know, I, I love, I, I love to party, but man, I, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know if I got older or I damn, I got, uh, sicker, but I stopped all that shit. I sobered up and got, got off that dope and, uh, I, that's when I really started enjoying the ride, you know? And uh, now I find myself worrying about my brothers and uh, my sisters out here. We're seeing all these people getting new bikes, all these girls. And, man, I'll tell you, they ain't nothing fucking hotter than seeing a goddamn girl on a bike. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, man, they could, you know what I mean? We could put, we could have put Playboy slammed the fuck out of business with biker chicks. You know what I mean? Right. Well, you remember the old You know what I'm days, saying? They're hot. Oh yeah, in the old days, they're, they're, they're hot as hell. <laughs> but you say, you know, you see, uh, here's where that problem come in. Uh, they uh, they learn their, you know, take their tests and everything, and they have no idea. And I mean, I've done this myself, man. I've been riding since uh, 1964. Uh, hell, uh, you, you you don't know. What kind of situation you're gonna get into is almost too damn late on them motorcycles. You know, you you could like let's just say you're going down the road and you say, "Oh, I wanted to make that turn right there." Well, you're halfway past that motherfucker. Then you're gonna you go, "Well, I can make it now. I can make it." 
Well, next thing you know, you over the ditch and over the hill. You couldn't make it because you got a goddamn hell. I got one bike here weighs 850 pounds. And I had a, uh, I had a big old gal on there one night. Let's just say she was 300 plus pounds. And we passed this road I was going to take a ride on. And I thought, well, hey, that's my damn road. Well, I went to go try to get back up on that road and like to kill both of us. Because there's a little more weight there than what I thought I had, you know what I mean? And right. These, these, uh, these, these, these newer, newer kids are getting these bikes and they don't realize the G-forces they have on a motorcycle, uh, compared to a car. You can't whip that motherfucker around like you can a car, you know what I mean? Right. You can't say, oops, hit the brake, slide and take a right. It's gonna be okay, you know what I mean? On a bike, hell, you see grown men do it every day. They fuck up and they get hurt. And that's the only thing I hate to see today. I hate to see, uh, man, sometimes I hate to even turn the goddamn computer on because, man, somebody's got hurt, somebody's got killed. You know what I mean? And that's the sad part about all this. Uh, but, you know, I've got 150,000 members in three groups and, uh, I'm reaching over 200,000 people a day because of my two pages. And uh, the sad thing is, man, when you got that amount of people, you see death every day. And, you know, it makes you think, it makes you wonder, and, uh, you know, it, uh, I even, I'll tell you what I did, brother. I went to a friend of mine here about six months ago, and he's a preacher. I love the old guy to death, man, you know, and I said, hey, Bruce, I said, uh, Man, I need some help here, brother. He said, what's going on, David? The man had known me all my life, you know what I mean? Right. He tripped me up and I was in diapers to laugh at me, you know. And he, he, he's bailed me out of jail a few times. He was a good old guy. And I said, Bruce, I said, man, I don't know what we're going to do here. And my nerves was all the hell. I was shaking. It was like I was about to have a nervous breakdown, you know what I mean? And I, this, this just hit me. This just hit me, and I don't know why I did. And I, and I thought to myself, I said, man... We gotta do something for these bikers. You know what I mean? We gotta pray. Uh, we can, I mean, if I could get, if I could get you to pray, you know what I mean, for these guys. You know what I mean? Cause he was a, he was a preacher. I wasn't. You know what I mean? But right. I said, man, can you help us? Can you help us? I said, man, can you help us? Can you help these guys, man? Cause half of them gonna go out and get drunk tonight. You know what I mean? And, uh, right. Friday, Saturday night. And, and somebody's not going to make it home. I don't know who, you know, out of these 50,000 people, I don't know which one it is that ain't going to make it home tonight. And I hate to say that or even think like that. But it's just become a reality here during the summer months that it's happening every weekend. And I said, brother, I said, Bruce, I said, I said, could you just remember us in their prayers and, uh, and these guys and, uh, these girls that are learning to ride and, uh, and uh, just, you know, uh, do all you can for them. I mean, I was just searching, man, for answers to uh, help everybody. You know what I mean? It's like uh, my old lady, man, I-, I left here this morning, went to the drugstore, went to the grocery store, went to the bank, and it's blowing down rain on my bike. You know what I mean? But I don't never leave this house if my old lady don't light a candle for me. And I'm drug-free and sober. I don't drink. You know what I mean? But it's the simple fact that we don't have to get drunk to uh, get in a bad wreck and crash and get killed. Uh, People can hit us. They're texting and they're driving. They're running us over. You know what I mean? And, it's man, it's got bad out here. And it it just makes you think. You know, you see that person on that bike, hey, man, I love that motherfucker. Or, hey, I love that girl, man. She's my friend. You know what I mean? And you got to think, man. Am I, is this going to be my last day to see her? You know what I mean? Is this my last day to see him? I better hug him. You know what I mean? Why I can. You know what I mean? Let me give him a hug. Let me tell him I love him. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, because you never know. You know, you never know. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I'm finding myself here a lot lately, uh, trying to deal with this, this here. If we're not losing them on crashes, we're losing them to cancer, you know? Right. We're losing them to d- drugs. My God, how many friends have you lost to drugs this year? Oh, my God. You know what I mean? I have, uh, a whole shit ton with the drugs, man. You know, and you're you know, bringing up exactly. a lot of good, you, you bringing up a lot of good points, man, as far as writing and stuff. Because I remember when I was in the exactly. club shit, I was, I was going to freaking funerals every other month because uh, 
people get stupid, get drunk, get killed on the bikes and shit. Yep. You gotta watch the bike, man. They're like loading guns. You gotta watch what you're fucking doing. Exactly. I've known a lot of brothers, man. Hell's Angels. Uh, uh, one just got, Brother Lulu just got killed last year down there in Winston-Salem. He was out riding with his son, man. And uh, one afternoon, and a Mexican hit him in a truck, man. Hit him head on and uh, jumped out of his truck and run. They had never seen him again. Killed him. Uh, Brother uh, Lulu died, man. Uh, there's another, you know, this is, it's, it happens in every town. It happens in every club. You know what I mean? It happens in every state. You know what I mean? Every city. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's bad. It's, it's really bad out here. Uh, that's why I love the country. I'm out here in the country, man, and I love it. I love, I'm, I'm not going back to the city. If I go back to the city, it'll be to say hello to everybody and get the fuck out. I do all my riding in the mountains. I stay in the mountains, mind my own business. And I get up every morning and I thank God I'm awake, you know, and, uh, I talk to all my friends and I tell them, man, you know, look, uh, even the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, uh, the runs, you know, remember the poker runs, let's go to this bar, drink a few and then hurry up, go to the other bar, drink a few, hurry up, go to the other bar. <laughs> they gotta come up with a new game, you know what I mean? A new, right. cause man, when I was out there, when I was out there, man, boy, let me tell you something, if I got me the motherfucking two or three beers in me, I wasn't stopping for hell. You 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 couldn't stop me. You know what I mean? Nobody right. could stop me once I got once I got going. Man, it take two or three days for me to stop. You know, and I'm talking about everything. You know how that shit goes. Right. You know what I mean? You, you, you know that you can't put the brakes on that shit once it gets started. Yeah, last time I was in Florida. I started drinking, and I wound up in fucking New York 19 hours later, you know? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's, that's, the way, that's the way I am, man. You know, who the hell? But, you know, I'm slowing down now. I'm getting older, you know? And uh, I'll tell you what. I, I You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 56 years old, and, uh, you know, I'm starting to get older. My health's failing me. And, the, you know, here comes this Internet shit, you know what I mean? So we're like, oh, what the fuck is this shit, you know? Well, a lot of the clubs, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. You probably heard about it, but a lot of the clubs voted against it. They didn't want their club members on Facebook. Right. Because, you know, club business is club business. And they all know Facebook ain't nothing but drama. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, uh, and everybody getting in everybody's business. So a couple of the larger clubs, they voted... They voted for it, and uh, it just barely passed. You know, the, the majority, I think they passed like about two votes. Uh, but it was like a half and a half split. You'll notice a lot of support groups, uh, a lot of states don't have them. You know what I mean? A lot of right. cities don't have them. You know what I mean? And the reason they don't have them is because they don't like them, they don't want them, they don't want nothing to do with them. And, you know, you know I can't blame them for that. Uh, you know, but you got a few support groups that are doing good, you know. Uh but the clubs, they're, they're basically, their rules are stay the fuck off Facebook. Exactly. You know what I mean? To the members. It's drama out there on Facebook. What got you uh, started with uh, Bad Daddy Productions? That's what I, got, I was fixed to get at. I got on here, man, and I'm just computer illiterate, dumber than hell. I can't halfway spell right. I mean, I spelled Cooter, C-O-O-T-E-R. But I think I got that right, didn't I? Right. <laughs> Not scooter, cooter. Hey, you spell it any way you want. <laughs> but anyway, I got on here, man, and I was learning this shit, and I'm like, man, this is all right, you know? And, uh, man, I just love being able to. Look at all the motorcycles, you know what I mean? It was just, man, it was awesome. And I started learning how to do this shit, and I said, man, this is crazy, man. I love this shit. Man, I could click on California out here and check out everybody's bikes, you know? I could click on New York, check out everybody's bikes. Chicago, you know what I mean? Uh, Washington, Florida, 
And I said, man, this is awesome. You know, I said, what a way to connect everybody. This would be great if you were, say, planning on a run or a vacation. Say you're going to Sturgis and you want to meet people. Say you're going from here to Sturgis and you want to stop and take a couple of weeks, you know, to go out there and you want to stop in every state and meet friends that you met online, this would be great. So I said, man, I got this wild hog thing going. And uh I'll tell you what, it would be, you know, I was already familiar with the uh hog uh, group from Harley-Davidson. Every, you know, all these Harley-Davidson dealers had the hog groups. Right. I said, fuck this shit. I'm going to start me a group called Wild Hogs. <laughs> so I started that Wild Hogs group. And I started doing really good, and I had a few ups and downs learning how to do all that crap. And then I you know, I got to thinking one day, I said, man, it would be really cool if we could get one of these in every state and have every, a wild hogs group in every state on Facebook. That way, if you're jumping states, if you wanted, you know, needed help or if you knew, uh, you know, people that you wanted to meet them up, meet up with them, you just click on that state and go right to it. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, find out who's there. So I started building them. I got up to like 24 groups. I had 24, almost 25. Uh, and I hit the California, California Wild Hogs. And a friend of mine sent me a message, told me I was getting hot. Told me the feds was all over me. So I said, man, I'm going to shut this shit down. So I started changing the names to all of them and give them all away except for three. And uh, I give up on that deal. Right. But to let you in on a little story here. Remember the Wild Hogs movie? Here's some. Here's a lot of information nobody knows about. And uh, God bless his heart, I love the man to death, Sonny Barger, one of the greatest men ever lived. Here's something I found out during my, during, yeah, during my explorations and uh, uh, and learning things, you know, about uh, the Wild Hogs and the club life and everything. I found out that uh, it's something I didn't know was. Uh, during the making of Wild Hogs, the movie, Sonny Barger, the Hells Angels, sued Wild Hog Productions. Oh wow. If you'll click on go on if you'll go on the Facebook, click on Wild Hogs the movie. When you click on Wild Hogs the movie, scroll all the way down to the bottom and it shows you the lawsuit. You can actually copy all the paperwork from the lawsuit page for page from the courtroom documents. And that was yeah. a shocker. I never heard about it. Wow. You know what I mean? That was very That's interesting. Yeah, that was very... Yeah, he, he actually sued them for the, uh, the copyrights. Uh, he stole... They stole a lot of stuff from uh, Sonny Barger, man. You know, from... you got to think, man. Sonny Barger... He, and look at... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Charlie Belcher. Look at the fucking movies he's making now. Right. And he's doing good. You know, Charlie? Good time, Charlie? Oh, yeah. He's my boy, man. I love good time. He's on his second movie now, dude. Yeah, he's making awesome. Yeah, he's awesome, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's doing really good now. It goes to show you, man, this technology is changing, and it's making it easier for a lot of uh, uh, good guys to do good things, you know, uh, with Facebook uh I support Charlie's uh, 100%, you know what I mean? I, I do anything for him. I do anything for Sonny Barger. I do anything for anybody. I help anybody. I help everybody, you know what I mean? And right. I'm not a, I'm not a club, I'm not a club member. Uh, my daddy was, but I stayed in jail too much to stay in any damn thing too long, you know? I've been hey, in jail all my life. Hey, has Sonny got his rights yet, man? They were supposed to make a book or a movie on his first book, and he's been fighting that. Has he got it? Uh, were they making a movie on I, it? I yet? have no idea. I have no idea, but I can find out. Uh, but you know he's riding a Honda now, don't you? Oh yeah, he's always said, man, if he had it his way, uh, it would never <laughs> been a hire. <laughs> you should see those guys. You should see those guys arguing about it. There's three Hell's Angels out there in California. Honda give him three brand new motorcycles. Sonny was one, and a couple of his guys were sidekicks that went with him that day, and they got them too. But you should see the guys. You want to laugh your ass off. Now that's a funny one in my group. When you see them arguing about that, ain't no way in hell Sonny Barger would ride a, a damn Honda. You know what I mean? And then you got to prove to prove it. You know what I mean? 
But they'll yeah, already have it for days in there. I love to well, see yeah, that well, shit, now, you know? Well, nowadays, Manhattan is more uh, American than Harley is. They're getting there, ain't they? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing, we argue about that. Yeah, we argue about that every day in the damn groups. I'm, you know, it's, it's like your loyalty and your honor. I'm going to stick with Harley to the day I die. My God, look, I got a 75 shovel head on a 48 panhead frame here. You know what I mean? I'm going right. to be stuck by the force of that to the day I die. I got that electric glide, which is halfway made in China. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> My favorite thing for it comes from China. You know what I mean? only damn thing I ain't got is a Volkswagen. <laughs> and I'd take one of them so I'd give me one. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> hell, I've got some friends up here I ride with, man. They got fucking choppers, some nice, uh, nice Hondas, the choppers. They're fucking badass. And I swear to God, you know, Honda was always known for getting good gas mileage. This cocksucker can't pass a gas station. His, that Honda's built, say, I mean, he's got that motherfucker. Man, she, she drinks it. She just loves gas. You know what I mean? And we, we about got to stop every hour. Uh, every hour and a half to get him filled back up, or he'll be we'll push be pushing his ass. But you talk about a sweet ride, man. There's it's that what the hell is it? I can't remember now. It's that uh, Tyrant Tylen uh, uh, is it T I L O N Tylen the Honda Chopper? Right, uh, that's uh, the Fury. It's a bad mother. Yeah, that's it, the Fury. That's a bad motherfucker, man. It is. That's a bad bike. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there goes my dogs. <laughs> coming at the door wanting money. They bark when somebody comes at the door wanting money. Yeah. But uh, man, it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun on Facebook, man. I spend more time on here than I should. Uh, but I'm, you know, it's like I said, I'm disabled now, man, and uh, I just want to help people. You know, when you stop drinking, you just stop going to the bars. You know what I mean? And right. so you don't, don't have that camaraderie no more. You know, you don't have that, you know, fellowship no more. So it's like, you know, an alcoholic, when he stops going to the bar, he needs to replace that habit with something else. You know, he needs to find something else to do with his time. Well, I found Facebook, and I guess Facebook actually, it didn't save me, but it just kept me. It's keeping me out of trouble, man. If I, if I wasn't doing what I was doing now, I'd be in prison for killing somebody. I'm going to tell you that right now. Because I've got, I, you know, I, you know, I, I just, uh, I'm, I'm running out of patience with people in life. You know what I mean? And right. I'm trying my best to maintain here, trying my best to maintain and and, and hold it down and uh, stay out of trouble. So Facebook's helping me do that. And you know, you've ever heard that old saying, if you if you help people, it'll come back to you. You know what I mean? I try to help people and uh, get their. Uh, you know, get their feet, get, get them going. You know, I've helped a lot of people build groups. I give a lot of groups away. You know, uh, I've helped a lot of people build pages. And I support them, get them going, you know. And uh, some people shit all over me, but some people do me good, you know what I mean? You know, it comes well, and goes, well, you know. You know what, that's a, you know what, that's a, you know, you're an old uh, gray beard and stuff, and I'm up there, you know, I'm in my mid-40s. A lot of the shit out there is not the same like it used to be with people. You know, people, it, it used to have your word and you live by it. Now yep. it's like everybody wants to bend you over and fuck you. Yeah, that's, man, I was, man, I'm, I told a few people I didn't have no written agreements or nothing. I told them, I said, look, man, I'll do this for you. And I stuck to my fucking word, man. You know what I mean? And that's, right. I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm believer in that. If you tell somebody something, man, stick to it. Uh, but I've got to, you know, uh, uh, you know, learn to stop putting so much faith in people anymore because it ain't there. Right. You know what I mean? Like you just said, you know, it ain't there like it used to be. You know, you want to trust people. It's just like I told you yesterday. You know, a lot of people want to call me brother. Man, don't call me fucking brother, because I, I went down the park to dig a fucking hole for my real brother. You know what I mean? Exactly. I'm, I'm like that. You know what I mean? You fucking, I mean, you know, uh, you fuck me over, man. I'm I'm very vengeful, and I'm, that's why I've got to watch my mouth here. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, uh, I don't forget shit very easily. You know what I mean? 
And uh, I went after my real brother and was going to put him in the grave. I don't think many people want to call me brother, you know what I mean? I was going to marry that son of a bitch. <laughs> so you're up in the New York You're up in the I'm New York North Carolina. Yeah. Or North Carolina? Man, it's beautiful up here. My home is North yeah. Carolina, but I'm in New York, upstate New York. And it's like, dude, it's where I'm at right here. I'm 35 minutes from Syracuse, and it is beautiful. It's like the Blue Ridge Parkway. I'm in a valley right here. Mountains on both sides of uh-huh. Phone, phone, TV, internet, everything I'm on satellite, man. It's beautiful. I walk out my damn front door here in my underwear and go out there and take the mail in my underwear. You know, me and my closest <laughs> neighbor's a half mile down the road. You know, my closest neighbor, he's a half mile down the road. But it's right. beautiful here, man. But in 35 minutes, I can be in Syracuse. I can come out of these little hills right here and be downtown Syracuse. But yeah, I don't fuck right. around down there neither. I mean... I don't fuck around. I go down there to the nomad parties and support them and, you know, uh, the few uh, A-bait parties. I've been down there for those, you know what I mean? The last right. man standing, have you heard of that yet? Have you heard of that, the last man standing wall? Oh, the yeah. Fallen Brothers, Bikers? Well, uh, they yeah. had that party here. I went to that last month and got a brother's good, uh, Laura's ex-deceased uh, uh, husband, uh, Potch. Uh, Greg Schoenfeld, he he died. That's a sad story. I'd like to tell that if I could. Uh, they left the bike rally up here years ago. Left the bike rally up here years ago, and they cut out of the damn rally, and he went around the corner there. There was a brother on the side of the road, broke down on his bike. Well, Greg, man, he uh, built his bike, and uh, he was, you know, built bikes all his life. And he pulled over behind the guy to help him. And I'd be goddamn if another biker didn't come around the corner and hit Greg and cut his leg off. Another biker, not another car or another truck, but another biker come around the corner and hit him because he lost his leg. He was on the side of the road. He just stopped to help a brother. So he lost that leg, and he got infected so bad it got fucked up. And later on, he wound up losing both legs and then later on died. But that was a good story right there of a brother trying to help a brother on the side of the road. You know, you see that shit on Facebook all the time. Never let a brother down. Never, you know what I mean? Never pass a brother. Never let... Man, I know some stories that'll make you cry. You know what I mean? Right. Man, you know I mean, the guy hey, lost his life trying to stop helping. Have you ever partied over at 3rd Street? Um, Syracuse? Oh, in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you don't man, you don't go down there, brother. You stay the fuck away from down there. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. But I'll tell you what. If you go down in there, you better have some big balls, I'll tell you that. Uh, I've got <laughs> friends and friends that uh, I got friends and friends that hang around down around there, but I I've never I've never I've been through New York City one time and that was to go to Boston to work. Uh but I've never been I've been invited down there to uh Long Island, 10 times this summer, and I ain't made it yet. I got a lot of friends down there in the city. Johnny uh, Rizzo, you know Johnny Rizzo? Motorcycle Mayhem? Yeah. Johnny Rizzo's grandpa used to be the president of 3rd Street. Oh, rock on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Damn sure did. That's some old history there. Oh, that's yep. some big one right there. Uh, Chip Cotler, you know him? Who's that? Chip Cotler. You know him? No, Chip I don't know him. Uh-uh. You got to look that motherfucker up, man. He's a, he'd be a great interview. Chip Cotler. Let me get his name for you. Chip. Chip Cotler. Let me tell you about Chip Cotler. Chip Cotler's from New York City there. He's an old school biker. He, motherfucker. He was in uh, the party one night, and they had a drive-by shooting, and uh, they all ducked behind a bedroom behind a wall. And guess who was standing beside him? Who was that? Sonny Barger. Oh, man. I'm talking, this is some deep south shit here, you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 I'm talking, this, this is, I'm talking my brother Kip here, he's old school now, you know what I mean? You should hear some of the stories he's got to tell. Uh, man, I he love knows all of them guys. I love he knows guys. all of them guys. 
<laughs> His name, they call him the Kipster. They call him the Kipster. He was one of the first guys they done uh, the uh, full throttle. I think it was full throttle. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm okay, here. I, I got a beep on my phone. I got a beep on my phone. Kip was one of the first guys full throttle, I think it was full throttle, ever done of the hardcore uh, biker write-up uh, stories. When they started the hardcore biker stories back in the day, he was the first right. one they did it on, the story. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm I had here. to change the phone. I had to change the phone, make sure it didn't get dead on me. But Kip, man, he's uh, about one of the only guys that rides around New York City December 25th, January 1st on his Harley. At three foot of snow and two below zero, you know what I mean? Right, right. They called they call, they call him the hardcore. He is hardcore. The dude, he'd rather, he'd rather damn, uh, you know, talk about bikes and building bikes and talk about the fucking, you know what I mean? Well, that's I mean, yeah, he's just all about the bike. Good, good. Good God, Dad. Good guy, man. Good guy. Uh, got a lot of friends like that. Uh, I'm meeting a lot of guys from overseas, uh, that are really into the bike scenes. Uh, one of them just come over here. Uh, look up Kip, uh, Kip's MC Bikes and Parts. Or well, I can send you the link to, uh, later on I'll send you the link to him, okay? I'll send him a message telling him you'd like to hook up with him. Um, but his, uh, Kip is a cool, cool fucking guy, man, from New York City. Uh, he's from Matt, uh, Matt New York. It's actually right, it's like five minutes outside of, uh, Long Island there. But he know he can, man, dude, he can walk up into Indian Larry's shop there. He can walk into anybody's shop there in New York City and just take anything he wants. Everybody knows him. Everybody trusts him. He's been there. You know what I mean? I he's love to get him this, uh, Yeah, he's fixing to start uh, this old school, old style racing. Uh, you know how they're just still doing this old, uh, the old school racing on the beaches and shit. Right. He's trying to sell a he's trying to sell a shovel head he's got now. He's got the bike. He's just needing a few parts and to fix the block and all. It's got a crack in it. And uh, he's uh, trying to sell a shovelhead to get part money for uh, his uh, the racing bike. He's fixing to get back into that shit. But he, Kip is awesome, man. And he's Rocking got a lot yeah, of I friends. Yeah, I'd love to interview him. Oh, yeah, he's got a lot of friends, man. Good guys. Old school guys. They hate Facebook. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I hate to say that. that. That sounds bad, don't it? They hate Facebook. But you know how it is, man. They ain't got time for shit. You know what I mean? Right, right. If it ain't real, they don't, if they ain't real, they don't want to talk about it. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's just the way they are. You know? That's just the way they are. If it ain't real, they don't waste their time, brother, because they're going to tell you They're gonna tell you about it. If you, you know, if you right. try to. Old school right you know, there, man. Yes, but sir. They in don't the. <laughs> in the closing minutes, man, uh, what, uh, where can they find you on Facebook, all three of them? Uh, can you let them know the names again? I'm, uh, I got my one page just got shut down for five days because I changed the name of it, the Fat Daddy Rabbit page. But I'm Wild Hog Coast to Coast, Wild Hogs, Easy Riders Live to Ride, and Grumpy Old Bikers. Those are my uh, favorite. Grumpy Old Bikers uh, is my favorite. That's my favorite one. Yeah. Grumpy old bikers, they, they argue about everything. Yeah, we oh man, they are they can't agree on nothing, man. Uh we <laughs> but that's you know, they they love that shit, you know what I mean? I, I don't wanna put no rules in there, uh, because we're adults. They don't need rules, you know what I mean? They need a fun place to go where they can be themselves and nobody gives a shit, you know what I mean? Right. But Facebook is the problem with Facebook is the freaking rules. You know what I mean? You, you you know, you invite somebody to your group, you want them to join your group, and the first fucking thing you do when they join, you tell them, you know, they already got rules, Facebook rules, you know, just like we got DMV motor vehicle rules. Then you get a motorcycle, then you say, well, wait a minute now, you can't drink and drive. Well, wait a damn minute, that wasn't in the rule book. You know what I mean? But it's just like Facebook. 
You know, you join your group. They join your group. They already got Facebook rules. Then they join your group. You get in your group. Then you say, well, wait a minute. Here's rule number three. You can't do rule number three. You know what I mean? Right, well, right. 99%, 99% of them motherfuckers, if they're real, they're going to tell you to shove number three up your ass. You know, right. <laughs> you know what I'm you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're going to tell you to shove number three up your ass and see how that feels. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and they and they do. <laughs> oh, they man. do. They tell me that all the time, man. You got to love them old guys, man. I, I swear to God, I love them. I, I do. I love them to death. I'll sit here and I'll just sit here and crack up laughing half a day, man. I'll sit here day day after day and just laugh my ass off. <laughs> I'd love to meet a lot of them. Right. I'd love to meet a lot of them and sit around a campfire, you know, and talk about old. You know, I started riding. I was uh, born in 1962. My daddy bought me my first mini bike. I was four years old. I was riding around my front yard doubling my little sister on it. My dad was in the Jokers and uh, MC, and they uh-huh. later patched over to the Hells Angels in 74. But my, my daddy always uh, had me something to ride, you know. And uh, if he didn't have it for me, I went and stole it. You know what I mean, I ain't going to tell you no lie. I did. I stole a lot of shit when I was a young kid. Rock and roll. That's the way to get. That's the way you're fighting the world, man. <laughs> if I didn't have one, goddamn it, I went and stole one. I will tell you that. I got mad one night. I went and stole about ten of them. Mm-hmm. And another boy in one night. I wasn't fourteen years old. But here's a right. funny one. You want to hear a funny one? Here's a good one. You yeah. want to hear a good one? My daddy. He was in the Jokers back in the sixties, and he had them mean ass damn cuts. You you know the. Uh, uh, who was that uh, out there in uh, Ohio that's running uh, the MCs out there? Uh, uh, in Ohio, you had AOA, you had Iron Horseman. Uh, uh, who, they had the Blue Jean, the Blue Jean, the, the Blue Jean uh, MC. Uh, uh, was, that, was that the Pagans? They, the, yeah, the Pagans. The Pagans had the blue jeans uh, cuts, you know what I mean? Well, back right. in the 60s, my dad and them would rode with the Jokers. They did, too. Everybody had blue. Nobody could afford fucking leather, man. They had the blue jean cuts. You know, you know the chains that your, uh, the chains that your uh, lamp, lamp cords come through now in the living room? Yeah. Your cord and your lamp went through them little gold and, and silver coated chains? My dad... <laughs> My dad told my mom he went and cut one of them cords off. This was back in 64, 65. Cut one of them damn cords off the lamp and told my mom to sew them damn chains to his uh, armpits, all the way around his armpits on his cut. <laughs> and uh, everybody everybody was doing that, man. Um, now, that's a true story. Every, true, it was a true story. Everybody was doing that shit back then. And it looked bad as hell, you know what I mean? Right. It was funny, but it was funny. But anyway, here I was, a kid. I sneaked out of the damn house, you know, at 1 o'clock in the morning, and behind my window, i go see my little girlfriend, you know what I mean, and we'd get in trouble, you know. Well, this night I was going to sneak out of my house and said, damn, boy, I sure would look good if I had daddy's cut on, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I put my daddy's cut on. I said, I was going to go town, give me some... Give me some pussy, you know, my girlfriend, she's a hollow thing. I put my dad's cut. I stole my dad's cut. I stole my dad's cut, and then I off down the goddamn road. I went in on my go-kart. I had a little go-kart do about 45 miles an hour. I was about 13 years old. Here I am going down the road, about 13 years old on my go-kart, going to get some pussy, and I had my daddy's uh, cut on. Well, the cops started chasing me in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. They wound up chasing me for about damn 20 miles before they could catch me. They had to wreck me to catch me. And uh-huh. uh, they took off off the jail. Off the jail I went. I was 13 years old now. They called my daddy to come get me. And, uh, oh, I was, man, I was dead meat. All I could think of, man, my daddy's going to kill me. My daddy's going to kill me. And the cop come back and he said, well, yeah, this is like 5 o'clock in the morning. And uh, one of them cops that tried to get me. He actually wrecked his car trying to get me, so now I'm liable for their damages, too. So right. he'd come back there in my room about 5 o'clock in the morning and said, your daddy's on his way down here to come get you. And I looked at that cop, and I said, man, I said, 
is there any way you could just keep me locked up here because my daddy's going to kill me when he finds out I got that damn jacket. That <laughs> cop said, oh, no. That cop, <laughs> that cop said, oh, no, we're going to turn him right over to you. And we got his jacket right there on the counter waiting on him. Uh, but, yeah, I had his cut, man, and, uh, boy, I thought I was dead meat. But he oh, come down man. there and got me. But he come down there and got me, man, and I, I told them cops, I said, man, if there's any way y'all can keep me here, I really would appreciate it. And they started laughing at me. They started laughing at me. But here's what's funny, listen to this. The cop told me, come back here and told me, he said, we called your house, told you your mom and dad you was down here, and uh, your dad uh, told, hung up on us. Uh, and uh, we had to call back, and we got a hold of your mother. When they called and said, uh, Mr. Hayes, we got your son down here in the jail, my dad thought they were lying. He thought it was one of his buddies playing a prank on him, and he hung up. And the phone, they called right back and uh, told told my mom, hey, Mrs. Hayes, uh, we got your son down here, and uh, your husband just hung up on us. And she said, uh, she said, later on she told me the story. She said, well, he thought they were lying. He thought it was his buddy pulling a prank on him. That's why he hung up. But it was funny, man. I, I, oh my God! I swear, I wanted, to, I wanted to bring you. I wanted to crawl under a rock and die that day, buddy. I black man. You know what I mean? Well, back then they didn't give you shit back. The cops wouldn't give you your cuts back, man. If they got them, they kept them. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But fortunately, man. fortunately, he was good friends with a lot of them. You know what I mean? The, you know, everybody knew everybody back in the sixties. Right. Uh, uh, they give it back to him. Thank God, or he'd have killed me. <laughs> I never touched. Uh, I never touched it again. Man, what a, you know, man, what a story I to freaking. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot different. My daddy passed away. I, I still got. I still got. I still got both of those vests. Oh wow, that's awesome, right there, man. Yeah. Well, that's an awesome story, uh, group. <laughs> That's an awesome story, Fat Daddy, man. Uh, you know what? I really appreciate you sharing that with us, and I really appreciate you coming on uh, Motorcycle Madhouse and also with the sponsorships, and, you know, we appreciate everything, and it's awesome to hear from an old schooler. You know, it's a... Uh, hey, it's man, I'd love to call you back anytime, brother. <laughs> I'd love to call you back anytime. Rock and roll. And if you guys out there, remember to go on Facebook and go visit Fat Daddy Productions, Wild Hogs. And my favorite, or don't forget the Easy Rider one that's uh, spelled with two words, not one. And my favorite is Grumpy Old Bikers. You guys got to go out there and see that one, man. All the old school cats are out there, and it's fun as hell on that one. And you need a lot of good people on there. You really do. But uh, with that, uh, Fat Daddy, I... I really appreciate you coming on the show. And any last words? Man, hey, I'm glad we are. We're going to hook this up, man. We're going to help each other. That's how this works, okay? Rock and roll, man. I can't and I want to thank everybody. You. Thank everybody for supporting you. And if they'll come support us, we'd, we'd love them to death. Rock and roll. You guys heard that now. Get over there and fucking go visit them, man. And I'll be promoting the shit out of you, Fat Daddy. And I'll get you. I'll get you some links there to some people you can interview. That do you, uh, some good East Coast connections out here, brother. Man, that would be freaking fantastic. I'd love it. Okay, hey, you have a good one. You too, Fat Daddy. Good talking to you. You too. Motorcycle Madhouse with James Hollywood Bachari. Now, two days a week. Tuesdays and Saturdays at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Listen and download all episodes for free on HarleyBikerNews.com. Or the show is available on all major podcasting platforms like the iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Hey, this is James Hollywood Machikari. Hop on over and check out our new YouTube channel. 
channel where you can hear Motorcycle Madhouse and watch the Biker Angle. You can look up the new channel by going to our website, HarleyLiberty.com, or Insane Throttle Biker News in the YouTube channel search bar. Don't forget to have that prospect hit the subscribe button and that bell in the upper right-hand corner so you will always be up to date with the new channel content. Motorcycle Madhouse with James Hollywood Machikari. Yep, yep, good to yep. go. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. Now let's take this show to the next level with our up-and-coming band segment. Remember, you can listen and download all episodes for free on HarleyBikerNews.com or available on all major podcast platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Now that you broke 
Hi, I'm James Hollywood Machikari, and my new book, The New Age of Viking and Brotherhood, is coming now to Kindle and all major ebook platforms September 1st. In it, I address many issues facing the modern biker and motorcycle club member. The subjects covered are non politically correct, and many issues are exposed that will rock the biker scene. I will expose some of those people who claim to be biker experts and others I expose for what they are doing to the scene for personal gain. This book is sure to light the internet ablaze. The exact reason why I chose to write this book in the first place. The internet has had a negative effect on the biker scene. This is especially the case for motorcycle clubs. Once a proud tradition of being a motorcycle club member to many, it's no longer the case because those who have no business being in a club have decided to go around these traditions and use the internet to start their own. Buckle up and get ready for a wild ride. This book will hit on the issues no one wants to talk about. Hopefully in some small way this book will help people make some changes to the club scene before it's too late. Hello, Fat Daddy Rabbit here from Wild Hogs, Easy Riders, Live to Ride, and Grumpy Old Bikers on Facebook. We are proud sponsors of Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse. Listen to them every Tuesday to Saturday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time on iHeartRadio and all major podcasting platforms. Yes, sir, that's what I'm talking about. Peace. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. Your mouth all glued up with Connie juice. I asked you a question. It's time for the adventures of Butterball! A biker so fat that when he jumps on a scale, it says to be continued. We now give you the man that makes every motorcycle say, oh shit, when he comes walking towards them. This is the adventures of Butterball. from jackpot uh the national with the 13 rebels mc that uh we lost a huge huge part of the motorcycle uh community bonnie truitt passed away and for those that don't know bonnie he is a legend in drag racing a legend and our uh Prayers and our hearts go out to his family, friends, brothers, and all that. Uh, I'm going to read some stuff about uh, Bonnie. That way you get to know a little bit more about him. You know, he was one of the trailblazers in drag racing. You know, something that's finally making a comeback. And, you know, bad stuff right there, losing him. But let's talk, uh, let's, uh, this is an article right before he was inducted into, uh, the Hall of Fame. And in 1962, Truett began racing drag bikes, but he continued to look for ways to get more speed out of them. And he started by changing the flywheels in his own Sportster. Quote, I changed out the flywheels in an attempt to gain more power, Truett said. I also tried a number of unusual additives to increase speed like paint thinner and cleaners. Because back in the day, we tested everything in bikes. And believe it or not, it worked. Around 1964, Truett found that using nitromethane worked the best in powering the bikes. Nitro! 
Quote, I trained with Nitro when most people didn't even know what it was. And was the first to go into Nitro racing in Wichita. During this time, Truett also began dating his future wife, Diane. Diane worked as a licensed beautician, but it didn't stop her from getting involved in the oil and grease to keep up with Bonnie. Quote, I mixed chemicals for the beauty shop to do hair, and it wasn't long before Bonnie had me mixing the fuel for the drag bike. Rock and roll, that's an old lady right there. It was the same as work, except I was using different additives, Diane said. Truett said some of the chemicals mixed were literally liquid dynamite. It took four people to stage and start the bike, he said. But it was just me and Diane. She was my pit crew. And I would stage the bike until I was on the driver's seat. Not only did I mix the fuel, I learned to change the oil and spark plugs. Work the clutch and file it and a lot of other things, Diane said. Man, could every old lady be like that. But Truett's racing career did not come without sacrifices. The two said they traveled short distances quickly and on a budget so Bonnie could race. Quote, We'd pack a bag and be ready to go in at a moment's notice, Diane said. We had to race on a budget and a lot of times we slept in a, my van instead of having to pay for a motel room, Truett said. Truett was working for the railroad in Kansas when he and a racing buddy, Paul Osborne, decided to open their own Harley shop, Truett and Osborne, in 1971. Eventually, they started to create and manufacture their own flywheels, cams, cylinders, and rods. It was also in 71 when Truett found, uh, founded the Truett Osborne Bike Drags, which will commemorate its 43rd year. And this article is in 2005, so, you know, we're looking at uh, adding three years, 46 years ago, when uh, he married... In 1973, I gave Bonnie the okay to get back in the race, and Diane laughs. After a race, we would drive nonstop to get home in time for me to go to work at the shop, Truett said. He and Osborne continued to run the shop together while Truett raced alongside legends like Pete Hill, Jim the Jungle McClure, Dave Campos, T.C. Christensen, and Marion Owens. Even daredevil motorcyclist Evil Knievel, who is also a fellow Sturgis Hall of Famer, knows who Truett is. Me and Diane used to go to his shows and eventually we got to meet him in person, Truett said. About eight years ago in Vegas, we ran into him at a Harley shop there where he was making an appearance and when he saw me, he remembered me. We had a good visit. Around 79, Truett started building his own drag bike frames. He quote, I built my first frame in my home's garage, he said. They would cost me anywhere between 800 and 2200 to build them. His hobby soon turned into a side business, Truett Frameworks, and it wasn't long before others began wanting the frames too. Back in the day, we didn't keep records of how many we built. He said, it wasn't until I got to frame 403 that I started keeping records. Truett's frames had been sold all over the country, including London, Denmark, Netherlands, uh, Germany, Sweden, and New Zealand. But Truett's frames are now like rare rubies. They're hard to come by. Quote, today my frames are worth between four and 5000 each, and some are even going for higher than that, he said. Truett retired from racing in 1984, but continued to build drag racing frames. He and Paul also continued to run Truett and Osborne together until his retirement from the shop in 97. The business is still in operation in Wichita, Kansas. Following his retirement from racing, Bonnie began helping his son Scott race full time. Quote, I had been helping Scott race since 85, and I always knew he would end up following in my footsteps. Growing up, he was around me and the bikes all the time. 
man, that's something every father wishes for is their son to uh, get into this lifestyle with him. Truett said, he's a natural born racer. Diane also helped Scott with his racing, just like she had done with his father years ago. Scott is now a four-time champion in Pro Drag Class 8HDRA and retired from racing just this year. This, Holloway, or Holloway makes the nomination for uh, Bonnie. Bonnie is my mentor and best friend. He is very uh, deserving of this great honor, said Ken Holloway. Former Truett Racing pit crew member who also nominated Truett for the honor. Quote, his frames dominated the track and still today you see bikes running his frame. Holloway said, and I find them all the time on the computer. Truett and his legacy has been featured in numerous racing and motorcycle magazine. And he has also been inducted into the Oklahoma Motorcycle Hall of Fame and Rocky Mountain Motorcycle Hall of Fame as well. Bonnie shares this honor with other inductees like uh, the Ed, the Ironman Kretz, Jay Leno, and others who, like him, helped pave the way in the motorcycle community. Holloway said, quote, in a book put out around 2003 called The History of Harley-Davidson, they say motorcycle racing started in the early 1900s when motorcycles were a main mode of transportation. They go on to talk about drag racing and mention Bonnie Truett as one of the legends, while others and articles mention him as the nicest man in racing and the person who would help any per person who asked. So, and here is the inductee segment. Hall of Fame inductee, Bonnie Truett, 2014. Born in the hills of Havana, Arkansas, and raised in a small cabin in Vianne, Oklahoma. Bonnie just wanted to leave there. Eventually, he ended up in Wichita, Kansas, where he managed to buy his first Harley-Davidson motorcycle at a 1957 Sportster. Not satisfied with the power, he experimented by changing out the flywheels with an old set of K-model uh, flywheels. Word of the power boost eventually got out and others started asking him to do the same for their bikes. When racing around town earned too many tickets, Bonnie and his friend Paul Osborne took their bikes to the drag strip where they could open the throttle and unleash the power of these one-of-the-kind sportsters. Wanting still more speed, Bonnie became one of the very earliest racers to use nitro. In 1968, Bonnie and Paul started the Truett and Osborne Cycles, as business owners and racers, Bonnie and Paul were innovators, making flywheels out of a special cast iron that would be more stable for both racing and street riding. They also made cans, cylinders, and rods. He also built this frame, that from the Hall of Fame inductee ceremony. The celebration of Bonnie Truett's life will be Monday, August 20th, 2008 at 2 p.m. Vis viewing will be Sunday, August 19th from 4 to 7 at the Forever More Memori Memories Funeral Home in Oklahoma in Salisaw. It's very hard to watch your good friends go, especially that good friend was your mentor and family. Oklahoma's own Motorcycle Hall of Fame inductee and pioneer of Harley-Davidson drag racing, Bonnie Truitt has taken his final ride home to be with the Lord. As tough as it is to see, I know he's no longer in pain. We will now, we would know the final arrangement soon, but are planning on Monday afternoon if possible in Beaver, Oklahoma. And please keep Diane and your prayers for strength through this tough time. He has been her rock for more than 45 years. I'm inviting every motorcycle rider biker and motorcycle enthusiasts to come out and let's give him his final ride home. Rest in peace. That from uh, Jackpot, national president of uh, 13 Rebels MC. And, you know, losing a legend like that. That's why it's important to know your motorcycle history because guys like this paved the way for all of us. 
But uh, if you can, send, uh, you know, some condolences. And if you can ride out there, let's give this guy a ride home. But uh, that's this morning's Biker Angle. Appreciate you guys coming on. And with all the support, my God, Facebook has jumped up to almost 20,000 and... <laughs> Less than a week or something like that, man. So, really appreciate all the support. And, you know, you guys keep safe. Keep the rubber side down. Crack that throttle and party the hell up. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to go over to New Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel and check me out over on Biker Angle. Also, get your daily dose of biker news every morning at HarleyLiberty.com. If you haven't done so already, go like the new Motorcycle Madhouse Facebook page. And until next week, I'm James Hollywood Machikari. And remember, keep that throttle cracked wide open. Holiday tips and wine stories from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine and More. There are 10,000 wine grape varietals worldwide. Here's to thousands and thousands of gift possibilities. Chardonnay paired with lobster mashed potatoes? Simply delicious. I know just the right $10 bottle for your white elephant party. The most stolen gift award is yours guaranteed. As you check off that gift list this holiday season, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection at Total Wine and More. Cheers! Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.